Hey, Ryan. I spilled beer all over my keyboard. <laughs> Good way to start the start the night. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the R and R Catcast. Coming to you uh, last week of the regular season uh, with a little bit of uh, just kind of a smaller episode today, just on the UNC, and then later on this week we will. Uh, come to you with uh, the Cat Grizz special. I'm joined by always my co-host, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm not too bad. Feeling a little bleh after that game. How about you? How you doing? I would echo those those feelings that you just uh, put out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to talk about with the UNC game, but before we talk about anything, let's talk about what's on tap tonight. Well, I was going back and reading through the thread, and I had seen Cletus and Rick Rund had recommended the Young's Double Chocolate, and I happened to be at the local grocery store. I didn't know what it looked like. I Googled it and like, looked up, and it was like right in front of my face. So that, like, that's got to be fate. So I have the Young's Double Chocolate Stout, and it's delicious. Good call, guys. Thank you for the recommendation. That does sound delicious. Mm-hmm. I think I've had that on Nitro. I had to pause to take a swig. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's pretty, pretty smooth. Not real chocolatey as some of the other ones are, but you definitely get the aftertaste in there. But yeah, it's good. Nice. I love stouts. <laughs> stout season right now, man. That's right. Stout season. Stout football time. What are you drinking? Uh, the Send It Pale Ale from Ellensburg, uh, Washington Iron Horse Brewery. The same guys that. Uh, Make uh, Irish Death. The Irish Death is one of my favorite Washington beers. Never had it. It's delicious. <laughs> so, like, tonight, uh, a little story behind my beer selection. Uh, it was, I don't even remember the year. It was um, maybe early teens of the 2000s. Anyways, I went over to Helena to stay the night. We were going to Bozeman. Oh, it's the, what was the year we came in? Uh, we were number one. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you remember that? It was like 2014, maybe? No, I think it was 2011, wasn't it? That was the year that we were like number one. The, that was the year the Grizz vacated their season or whatever, and they just curb stomped us, Jordan Johnson. <laughs> Gosh, I hate Jordan, Jordan Johnson. <laughs> that kid was just so good against us. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting off tangent. Um, but so – I stayed in Helena that that night. My wife and I stayed in Helena with our friends, family, and we went out to the Lewis and Clark Brewery and had a fine fine time. But uh, and then you know we went to the game the next day. It was so cold. I remember that. Um, but in my fridge, I have uh, Lewis and Clark's Tumbleweed IPA, and I was like, I went about to go grab it today, and I was like, you know what? I can't drink this just on purpose. That I drink it. Uh, right before the cat grizz, the last time we lost. And so my superstitions got the better of me. And I made a trip out to uh, a local grocery store and just bought this as a one-off, <laughs> just like a, just a, just a can. It was, and the name send it, uh, it was just fitting for, for the week, I suppose. So <laughs> I know I'm, that's I, how I got this beer tonight. I'm trying to choose. I was like, do I save this for the cat grizz special or, it's like, no, I'm going to try and drink a Montana beer. It's a limited selection out here, but I'm going to try and find a Montana beer to drink for the Keggers show. So that's why I'm drinking this one right now. 
Well, you know, in about like 10 minutes ago, we just decided on to make it official two shows. Now I have to go get another beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later we're, on this we're week. professionals. We plan this out. We're like, want to do two shows this week? Uh, yeah, I guess. There, boom, two shows. <laughs> so here's the boring one on Northern Colorado. Yeah, let's get Here into that. Here you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how to describe this game. It's kind of like if you're at a restaurant and one guy's like, you want this appetizer and you don't want it. And everyone just says, yeah. And then you end up having to eat the appetizer just to get to the main dish. I feel kind of like this was just a game that had to happen. It's like, I'm glad we won. And I don't know how I really feel about it. It wasn't dominating. I mean, it was in a lot of ways, but uh, Northern Colorado really shot themselves in the foot a lot. Um, so let's take a quick look at the stats here. Um, 17 first downs apiece, pretty even there. Um, we had 329 total yards. They had 302, pretty even there. The biggest difference, though, is they ran 71 plays to our 58, which is you know pretty common. I think I haven't really looked at the stats. I imagine we get outplayed by I mean in number of plays pretty consistently, just because we can't sustain drives and we score 70 yard touchdown runs. Um, so they only averaged 4.3 yards a play, where we had 5.7. Um, they did have the four turnovers, which were the biggest difference in the game because Northern Colorado had been moving the ball on us fairly well. And I think if they had a healthier quarterback who had done having hand issues and were misfiring all over the place and fumbling the ball, uh, could be quite a different story here. But um, continuing on, time of possession pretty even. We were only 5 of 12 on third downs, just continued to struggle a little bit there. Um, really just a win's a win, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about the stats. Nothing really jumps out. Some nice individual performances, I guess. Like I was, it was good to see, uh, kind of the reemergence of Logan Jones, getting him healthy, getting him back on track. Yeah. I think Logan Jones is going to be a key cog in next week's game. Uh, his emergence in the last two weeks as, you know, a healthy running back is really timely. It is. Yeah. He was, he caught some balls out of the backfield. He had some nice moves, a, a nice little stiff arm. Like it was good to see him. Cause he can do some st- stuff that Afonso can't. And even, I mean, not really even Troy can do like Troy kind of just, he'll go straight to the sideline. Whereas, you know, Logan Jones can kind of extend it while kind of moving up field a little bit. I don't know how to describe that. If I describe that well or not. But it's something he can do that really no one else can do on our offense since uh, uh, Willie Patterson went down with an injury however many weeks ago. So it's good to see us run some stretch plays and get some, you know, east-west attacks going instead of just zones and up-the-middle power. I liked in, uh, I think it was, uh, I, I can't remember when time uh, Choate said it, but he said about Logan Jones, uh, I hate that guy, but I love him <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it was like, that's a really odd thing to say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm not sure I, I follow that. <laughs> I don't remember hearing that. So, so Thorny, um, you had mentioned like you're coming across as you know, like, it sounds like you think we were lucky in this game to, to have come out on top. Whereas, you know, I see two different sides of this ball game. One where you can focus in on um, the shortcomings of UNC. And then the flip side of the coin, you can focus in on the strengths MSU displayed. 
And so to me, it sounds like you were more down on this game. I've kind of gone back and forth on it. I, I'm not underwhelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. <laughs> it's just like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. I was like, just not enthusiastic after that victory. It's like, I was, I was kind of watching a little, rewatching a little bit here today when I was at the gym and I had forgotten like Northern Colorado had the ball at the end of the third quarter. They were down 21 to seven at the point. They drove right down the field pretty easily. And the, uh, the drive ended or switched over in the third to the fourth. And that's when they were inside the red zone and their quarterback who had the, the hand that was bothering him all game, he got hit on like a second and six run and he got like within a yard of the first down, but he fumbled it and we got mm-hmm. the ball back. And like, that's, mm-hmm. it's like, it, and then we end up driving all the way that we took that and turned it into seven more points and iced the game. It's just like, that was a very crucial play and it's a great play, but it's just, I don't know. This game, I feel like we just, we're just the better athletes. We just had better talent and not because we were a better team, just because we, were just physically more impressive pretty much across the board. And well, you know, I saw it a little bit differently. I just feel like we more or less dominated UNC. Granted, they did have, <clears throat> I felt like, two drives uh, that, you know, seven plays, 70-ish yards on those drives. And that was one of those was the one you were alluding to. And then the very first drive of the game where they put up their only seven points. Um, but other than that, you know, hand or not we we had good uh pressure up front we got to the quarterback on a regular basis and you know i think we like you said just have better athletes and i think i feel like we dominated that game we had a 35 to 7 win that's a pretty dominant game <laughs> it is i just i feel like it could have been more dominant i just feel like northern colorado moved the ball between the 20s a lot better than i was hoping they would um they just shot themselves in the foot. I mean, you you got to give credit to our guys too. Like we've been, we've really been creating turnovers the last few games. We've really, what did show it say? Like once you kind of get one or two, then it kind of starts to snowball and it, it just keeps happening. That's kind of what we keep rolling on that right now. So that's, that's really good to see. I just, I want to see the defense dig its heels in and make a third down stop as opposed to getting beat and getting beat. And like, Oh, thank God we made an interception. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I, how I feel about it right now. So but overall, yeah, like, I could see that, you know, like we had quite a few or UNC had quite a few third and shorts and man, third and short seems to be a high percentage play against us. I mean, it normally is, you know, third and two, third and three, but it is but how many, able to s- stuff those once in a while. Yeah. Like how many times have we got like a third and two, a third and one, and our, we just swarm the line, hit the guy in the backfield, drop him, and get off the field. Like it just doesn't seem like something we do on a consistent basis or even a inconsistent basis. Like it doesn't happen that often. And that's, that's where I'm just, I'm just, just disappointed. Cause I, th- I thought our defensive line was going to just be a little more dominant in this game than I was, than they were. But um, overall though, like, it, like you said, we dominated. It's a, it's a dominating win. It's great momentum to carry into next week. Uh, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to just describe. It's just kind of a blah feeling after this one. But thirty-five to seven is much better than twenty-one seventeen or even a loss. So I can't complain. <laughs> I can... Well, normally when we play UNC, it's kind of a blah game because I mean, there's just really no real good connection to UNC that we have. It's not like we're rivals. It's normally UNC. 
is kind of a you know lower to mid level team, and so it's just seems like a game. You know, it's just like you can't really get up a bit too too high. And like last week, you had mentioned like, well, it could be a trap game for us. Yeah, I, I didn't believe that. Fortunately, that did not play out. Although after the first drive, I was like, here we go again. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we kind of jinxed it because we had been talking on and off about opponents scoring on the first drive against us and they stopped doing it. And I think you brought it up on the last episode and boom, here we go. <laughs> but that was our only point of the game. How great was that to see? They We scored 35 unanswered points throughout the rest of the game. You know, I was a little disappointed in the fact that we didn't punch it in a couple more times when we were uh, when in the first half, when we were um, creating those short fields. You know, they stopped us right on the goal line uh, at, at one point, and you know, it seemed like it, it was like rinse repeat for a couple of those. We just had these like really short fields. As Dan Davies was called, he was using an interesting term. We have a short porch to work with. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say that. I was like, interesting, Dan. Um, maybe you just picked up on that this week and you just wanted to try it out. Not bad. That but... sounds good. I'm going to go with that, see how it goes. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> right? But, yeah, I was surprised that we couldn't get the push we needed. At one point, it was like fourth and one, and we run – uh, I feel like we run to the side like a sweep or something, or Troy tries to get to the outside. And we're like on the goal line, and it wasn't like a long one or anything. We should just run right up the middle at that point. We should put Troy um, under center and just put uh, big old Tucker Yates back there and just do um, the Reggie Bush play where he's just pushing them into the end zone. I don't understand why we're not doing that at that exact moment. Why are we trying to stretch it out over the side? You know, Matt Miller seems to dial up at least one head scratcher for me every, every game where I'm just like, I just don't get that play. So, I had, I'd forgot they did have a goal line stand against us, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Because uh, we were talking before we started the podcast, my last, uh, last week I had made my over and under that they have a 90 yard touchdown drive, which we both went over on. We both thought they would get, one and they had plenty of opportunities and that being one of them, but um, glad to see that the defense did clamp down, but yeah, we just, it's, it's disappointing that we can't punch it in with, with the offense we have. It's like, if that's not what we're built for, then what are we built for? Aren't we like the exact offense who's designed to get one yard when we need one yard? <laughs> you would think. So I don't know. I think we're gonna have a tough task next week. Um, if we can't, control the line scrimmage a little bit better than we did because their running backs had some lanes and their running backs aren't that fast or shifty necessarily. They just had some holes and they they ran hard. They were tough runners, but they had some holes and they, they found, they got into the secondary a few times. Yeah. But you know, Thorny, like go back to your point. Like it's a UNC game. Like I hate to admit it, but like your, your level of, hype your level of effort it's hard to stay that focused <laughs> you know maybe this was the game where we're like maybe like 80 percent there you know you know what i mean yeah and i mean maybe you didn't really think it was i still kind of think it was a trap game and that would be part of the reason it's like uh i mean it's not that you even overlook northern colorado it's just that you don't get excited to play northern colorado 
they're not a perennial power that are rarely in the discussion for the conference championship. If they have they ever even been past like week five <laughs> since they joined the Big Sky, they've they've been one of the worst Big Sky programs since they joined, and it's just hard to get up for them. Even but it's a home game. You're looking over for Cat Grizz. Um, the weather was pretty cold and frigid. Just it's an easy game just to go through the motions on. And but I really liked what we saw out of some of the guys. So the players of the week, like we said, we're talking as Mitch Brott was a special teams player of the week. I guess he blocked field goal. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah, I I I remember that happening. I, somebody just barely got a hand on it. Um, and I guess Travis Johnson was the offensive player of the week. And defensively, we had Jalen Cole who filled in for Tyrell Thomas and. He was all over the place. He played a good game. Uh, that was one of the best performances I've seen out of Cole in a while. So it's good to see him because he's such a competitive guy. It's good to see him get back on track a little bit too because we're going to need him next week big time. Hopefully Thomas could come back. Yeah, dude, I haven't heard uh, really the extent of his injury. Have you? Nope. I don't think we will either. You know, everything's so hush-hush when it comes to the Cat Grizz week. It's all conjecture. True. <laughs> it's true. You know? I mean, nobody knows anything when it comes to this week. So, um, but Choate did say <clears throat> that it, this was uh, Cole's best game as a college football player. So, um, stoked for that kid. Uh, I was really hyped on him when he when we signed him two years ago. Yeah, me too. Um, he was considered one of the best recruits in all of FCS when we signed him. So, and he certainly has played pretty darn well for his. Um, his stature. <laughs> you know, Thorny, I got to admit, this is probably the best beer I have picked for the cat cast. I'm really enjoying this guy. Nice. It's making the discussion of the UNC game go a little better. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a weird feeling. Like it's, we, I like we, we come off a loss. We've done this a couple times after a loss and it's kind of hard to get up for that, but I don't know. I'm just not excited right now. It's a weird feeling, just blase. You know, um, the listeners don't know this, but you you know this that like I I was moving this weekend uh, to a new house here in Spokane, and I I was able to listen to maybe two thirds of the game. So uh, this was uh, by far the least amount of Bobcat football I consumed uh, on a Saturday this this season. So I, I felt. And just general, just kind of disconnected because my thoughts and efforts have been put into, you know, getting everything organized with the move and whatnot. How dare you have a life outside of this podcast? <laughs> I did tell the a girl at the checkout stand tonight about our podcast. She's like, what are you doing tonight? I go, well, actually, I'm recording a podcast. And then I went on about Montana State football, which she seemed to pretend to be interested. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you know. did you have to just ward her off a bit? <laughs> <laughs> she's like wow podcaster it's like hey we got a twitter my account. you want to know line. what that is she's like no don't worry about it i, I don't really do twitter you know it's like nice okay well see you later big gulps huh <laughs> big gulp. you just open your beer right there and start drinking it <laughs> yep pretty much so anyways well i don't know if i have much else to say about this game how about you do you got anything else you want to add I thought I did uh, at one point, but I wrote down some stuff. Uh, let's go over our bold predictions that uh, we went over last yeah. week. That, I didn't That's want to what I that. wanted to get to. Um, 
I was wrong. I said we we're going to throw for 100 yards. I keep my bold predictions are always good things happen in the passing game and and good things don't ever happen in the passing game. <laughs> Apparently Troy Anderson threw a touchdown. I did not see that though. Did you? No. I mean, I I watched the game, but I Oh, have... it was the Logan Jones 18-yard. Was it the I... the little flip pass thing? Well, see, Must have I, been. I didn't see it, but I read about it or listened to it, and I, you know, so I just remember hearing Logan Jones being able to get 18 yards. I mean, it was probably like a two-yard pass, and Logan Jones just did the rest on himself. So makes TA look a little bit better. Yeah. For some reason, I can't recall this play. I mean, I watch the game, and I usually have two toddlers doing toddler things, so I don't get to see every play. <laughs> we got a whopping 46 yards on passing. Good job, MSU. Yeah, that's not even half my bull prediction team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought uh, a tight end would catch a touchdown, and I totally forgot to mention Connor Sullivan last last week. Um, and thank you for Jessica Cat on calling me out on that. But you know what? A tight end did not catch a touchdown, and my over-under was a uh, final score margin of 14, and I picked over, and so I was solid on that. Did I pick under on that? I think you – I don't know. I, I don't remember. remember. I don't remember. <laughs> there were so many of them. I think uh, the the one that pops up to my mind was Cletus thought we were going to score more than uh, 50 points. Oh. Was like, yeah, that was like his a, prediction. That wasn't even an over-under, was, which I thought was, a, was kind of weird. Somebody had like a 58-point total, which we didn't get to. Yeah, I don't remember what everyone else's was. Man, we are just like rookie podcasters, really. We get the fan engagement and just like stop talking about it. <laughs> we're so bad at this. <laughs> yeah, we're just really just winging it. We just drink beer and just see how things go. Most of the time it goes okay. But um, oh yeah, pl- players who took a snap, uh, 2.5 was the over and under. We Like three guys took a snap like in the first five minutes of the game. Like it was uh, Johnson, uh, I think Cassis took a snap, and then Anderson all took a snap, like right off the bat. I saw, I uh, saw the M- the MSU football Twitter account, like had the captains on there, and it was like it was Cassis, Johnson, Anderson, and I can't remember the other guy. But the reason I remember those three, I was, like, I was just like, oh, those three guys are all going to take a snap. <laughs> three of those captains are going to take a snap, and they and they did. All three of them did. Again, we kind of held on to Troy at the end, and I don't know why we won't put Bowman in when it's, you know, for sure. That just seems silly to me, especially with the Cat Grizz coming up. So They don't want any film on him because they're going to roll him out at Cat Grizz. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'd be the I, worst I, I like possible. I, want, I really want to talk about that, but let's save that for um, – Later on in the week, when we roll our Cat Grizz special out, sure. But I, that's a complete joke. There's, I mean, maybe we'll see him, but there's no way he's starting, and that's what I was alluding to right there. <laughs> roll out the true freshman. Oh but, no, no way. Nope. I but, don't think. I don't think you know. Honestly, if we were up by forty, okay, no, that's that's hyperbole. If we were up by, let's say, twenty-one to seven. We've still seen Troy, like in its fourth quarter. So it's yep. it's Troy show until it's not. So that's true. I mean, 
at this point. <laughs> it's funny because I've noticed the complaints really have kind of just fizzled down. It's just it's not because people aren't still upset about it. I think it's just because like, well, this is what it is right now. Nothing you can do about it, really. Um, I do want to say that uh, I think it's worth mentioning and talking about here that we just secured our first winning season in a while. Applause button. Yeah. No, I'm still working on the fart button. So I'll work my way up to the applause button. Um, yeah, I mean that's exciting. Like it's it's no small feat from from the where everyone seemed to think the program was in 2014, which was pretty much rock bottom as far as Bobcat seasons go. Of course, we did end up having worse records, but um, just a complete culture reshift and change. And here we are, year three with a an unorthodox quarterback situation. We will politely call it and uh six and four heading into cat race i really like the trajectory we're on albeit not as fast as i would like to go or like to see in that matter i really like what cho is building uh i believe he has a really good vision for the program uh one thing that driscoll cat pointed out was he really respects his players and you'll never hear him talk negative negatively about our our players. And I think our players really respect him. And I think that's a huge thing. I don't know. I couldn't say that for the last regime. Um, so very happy to be a Bobcat. And I really, really appreciate the man who is Jeff Choate. No, you you just got to love Jeff Choate as a, as a man and as a leader of men and a cultivator of like young men going into the, you know, for later on in their life, you just have to love what he does for that. Uh, winning, losing aside, he's a great ambassador for the for the program, for the university. Absolutely, just is so just so that he can um, maybe just relinquish some of his offensive thoughts to someone else. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, offense not your strong suit, Choke. Gonna have to go <laughs> ahead and uh, let someone else really just take over it and like don't even like peek your head in the door right and just <laughs> let them do their thing mm-hmm. so um do we want to talk we sounds like we might have a new um recruit yeah let's uh let's uh, shift to that real, that real quick and real quick. then uh mm-hmm. wrap it up but uh so i haven't read a whole lot about him is it amandre williams that's the name i i pronounce in my head when i read it a u-dub transfer so obviously the choke connection there uh, he is, what's his class? So he was a senior in 2015. So he's a sophomore now. He's a sophomore this year. True sophomore. So can he, is he going to, he'll come in as a junior then? I believe so because on the board, I was reading about it, Someone said he has already have a half sack on the Grizzlies. So that means he must have played <laughs> last year. And if he graduated 2015, no, so he would have been, well, no, 2015, 2016, 17. So, yeah, he must have registered a year. No, I'm, I'm looking at uh, he enrolled at UW in uh, 2016. Oh, wrong again. Look at that. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. Like, you, you like it when you get a, uh, a drop down transfer who is like still young. Like, Sparacco is only a sophomore, right? Yeah, because you still you still have a chance to like mold them 
Um, they're not as ingrained as some other culture as they might be if they were like a junior or back when we used to get senior drop downs, like, like Michael Jefferson and, and the crew. Um, <laughs> so what is he? Six two, two forty, playing off outside linebacker right now. Is that what you had mentioned? Nope. I did not mention that at all. I didn't know his height or weight. I did watch his huddle film for about 15 seconds because, you know, after those first 15 seconds, don't really need to watch anything <laughs> else after that. I've seen everything I need to see. Uh, You know, he's a big guy on the high school football field. So he looked fast, but you know, everybody does when they're going against high schoolers. So, <laughs> well, we're going to lose some, some key guys on the defensive line. That's where I kind of, gathered he was going to play um but i also heard he might play stirk spot so ah, we need we're gonna need some interior guys here next year but you can never have too much depth maybe sparaka moves back to linebacker but i've like his natural position is dn so we're gonna create kind of a log jam of course we need a guy to replace Fonono, i guess that's gonna be a pretty big loss so marks is gonna step in there right mm-hmm so Marks and then uh be nice to have like Sparocco and maybe um Amandre Williams as kind of the I I don't remember who else we have on the roster right now, but um, James Williams will be our nose tackle. Oh he played great against um was it Polly? Yeah. I, I I forgot to mention him on our Cal Polly episode. He was blowing through the line on a couple plays. He didn't make the play, but um just getting in the backfield being disruptive. He, he's just like a little there's a bowling ball just plowing right through there. Yeah, he's gonna be a rising. He's star gonna be a he's gonna be a great player. Like I was I was excited to see him back in action because he had been injured. So, and is he still a candidate for a redshirt? How mm-hmm. many games has he played in? Oh, well, that's a good question. It's a weird I thing, think. right? Like he could he could have been like we're planning. All right, this guy's not gonna redshirt because he's so good. He plays two games, he gets hurt, comes back, and if he only plays the last two games, he can still redshirt. Right, like that's how I understand the rule. So, it's, well, it's, he's played more than four games. So, okay, I know he'd been sure. injured for a while. I just don't remember how long he'd been injured. Yeah. So, well, I think that's good. About wrap this one up. Unless you have anything else you wanna you wanna mention? No. It's like you, it's just kind of meh. <laughs> but the necessary the next evil. episode. The next episode on. Whenever we do this, maybe Wednesday or whenever, that's going to be fun. Yep, yep. We're going to be a lot more geeked up for that one. Uh, got some good stories we can share, Some maybe some fun segments. Again, we're, we're just winging it here, so maybe we'll come up with nothing. But <laughs> we're going to have a lot to talk about regardless. Talk about the Grizz game and just talk about what Cat Grizz means to us and our experiences with Cat Grizz. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast. So look forward to that one. Um, hopefully we'll release that Thursday at the latest. Um, eh, no Thursday, Thursday is where we're going to release it on. So right on, man. I'm excited for that. So now I got to go, go out and grab another beer. I don't know if maybe I should get another one of these send it pale ales. It's delicious. Highly recommend it. Best part of tonight by far. Well, I think that's going to have to be our poll question here is because we need, we need to get a good luck beer. We're both superstitious. So what beer are we going to choose that's going to drink our way to victory? Can we put it on the poll, Guillermo? <laughs> put, put on what? Do you get that reference? Put it on the poll, Guillermo? It's a Dan mm. Levitard reference right there. No. 
Right. So we we need to create a, a Twitter <laughs> poll, or uh, maybe just go on the Bobcat Nation and like uh, recommend a beer for um, for the Cat Grizz yeah. po- podcast. All right. Well, well, I'll give you a go, cats, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. Go, cats. All right, buddy. See you. <laughs>